read something interesting on Facebook, and I'm going to read it to you. It's, it's about polling, polling data. Um, I don't know if there's any validity to it, but I want to look at it because it involves Gary Johnson, and it really it stops and makes you think about things just a little bit. You'll see what I mean when we get into it. Speaking of Gary Johnson, I've, uh, I've been a little heavy on the criticism of him lately. Uh, I actually have some praise for him this week. The Libertarians just had a second town hall on CNN, so let's go over that, too. Then we, of course, still have your typical madness of Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton and more. So get ready. Here we go. This is the FritzCast. Thank you for tuning in. I know you have a plethora of choices out there to listen to, and you chose this program. Why? I don't know. You probably should go get a CAT scan or get yourself checked out, maybe a mental asylum. I don't know. There's, there's lots of options out there that you can look into your, your problem. I don't know why you would. Anyway, so funny. I, I start my intro, and obviously, uh, clearly, I need to do my research a little better, right? Uh, because I said I didn't know if there was any validity to what I'm going to talk about with this poll data thing. But uh, as soon as I said that, I have a, I have a link um, to to the thing, to the actual website and how the poll is laid out. And it, it's completely valid, 100%. And it's mind-boggling, but we'll get to that. How are you all doing? It is another beautiful week. It is Monday... August 8th, 2016. I have just finished up a like 5.4 mile walk slash kind of jog. It's it's working its way up. Last week after I recorded uh last week after I recorded the episode of Fritzcast that I recorded, um I took my well, no, I take my walks before I even record the podcast now. I I lay out my days completely differently now. So I went and took my walk, did the podcast, went into Tuesday, did my walk. After I was done my walk Tuesday, my back like flared up, my lower back. And after about a good two, three hours, I couldn't like really move. I felt so drained, so dead. I tweaked something in my back. On top of all that, I got this little virus thing that's going around. So I had nasal decongestion and a bunch of, uh, a bunch of other crap going on and it prevented me from really doing any other exercise for the week I had an overtime on Thursday and I, I was just beat after that I said you know what it's it's one of those weeks you can't do it every week and you can't be down on yourself you can't really like you can't really be mad and and grind at yourself for not doing something when you're not really physically able to do it in a way that would be helpful to you so I went out today and I did a 5.4 mile walk slash jog. I mix jogging in and I hope to soon just make it straight up jogging uh, instead of just bumping it intermittently, so to speak. 
But I feel good. Uh, did some push-ups on top of that. I'm starting to get uh, more body and core exercises in too. It's making me feel really good. And uh, my eating habits keep getting better every week. Uh, I keep cutting down meat portions. I keep cutting out things like salt and adding sugar. Uh, sugar pretty much is, is going the way of the dodo for me. I don't do that crap anymore. My coffee just gets a little splash of creamer in it, and I'm good to go. Now, if only I could get Death Wish coffee. If you want, send my wife a message and tell her that she should let me get Death Wish coffee. Because that's the final frontier for me, if you know what I mean. And before I dive into anything else, Loy this week. Yes, it's the tragic story of Loy. Eventually, I'll get him on the program. But uh, he he pissed me off again this week. Uh, I don't know. He likes to push my buttons. And I, I what else can you expect from a douchebag, right? But I have some praise for him because uh, at work, he actually did bust his ass and go do extra work, help out, pitch in. So, you know, if I may, just good job, Loy. I'm so glad that you finally figured out what it, what it means to be part of a team and contribute to something more than yourself. So, you know, you know what, buddy? The sky is the limit for you. The sky is the limit for you. Go out there and, and chase your dreams and reach for the stars. So without further ado, I want to dive in. I want to talk about this poll thing. Like like I said, it was a Facebook post, and it was from um, a Gary Johnson group, of course, which is why I was more, I was questioning the validity of it because it's a, it's a Facebook page, Gary Johnson Supporters 2016, and it's actually part of his uh, official stuff. And the post reads... An example of biased polling in action. Uh, Washington Post ABC this morning released a poll, and this is uh, posted yesterday, by the way, uh, at 3 p.m. yesterday. Uh, ABC this morning released a poll in which the first question was to pick between Clinton and Trump. People who said neither were then instructed to answer whether they lean more Clinton or Trump. They then they were then asked again whether they were primarily supporting Clinton or Trump or opposing Clinton or Trump. After being cajoled three times to pick between Clinton and Trump, only then were voters asked about Gary Johnson as a named option. And in a question whose wording specified that Clinton and Trump were to be alternated, in which was mentioned first, but that both were always to be listed before Johnson. In other words, Gary Johnson is only asked about after the respondents have been bombarded with the names of Clinton and Trump no less than four times and being told three times in a row to pick one of them. Now, I, I questioned that. I said, eh, I don't know if that's for real. They posted a link to the Washington Post and the, and the poll in question. It was conducted between August 1st and August 4th, and this is how the questions go. Poll question. I'd like you to write the chances you will vote in the presidential election in November. Are you absolutely certain to vote? Will you probably vote? Are the chances 50-50 or less than that? There, And those are just regular, your normal options. Absolutely certain, probably to vote. 50-50 chance, less than that. Don't think I will vote. The next question among registered voters, if the presidential election were being held today and the candidates were Hillary Clinton and Tim Kaine, the Democrats, and Donald Trump and Mike Pence, the Republicans, for whom would you vote? Would you lean toward Clinton-Kaine or toward Trump-Pence? Uh, right now in that poll, 
or in that poll rather, Clinton Kane led fifty percent, Trump Pence forty two percent. Other candidates won, neither got four percent, would not vote one percent, no opinion one percent. Next question. If named Clinton, do you mainly support Clinton or mainly oppose Trump? That is a fifty percent supporting Clinton, forty six percent opposing Trump. The next question, if named Trump, do you mainly support Trump or mainly oppose Clinton? 42% support Trump, 52% oppose Clinton. Finally, we get among registered voters. If the presidential election were being held today and the candidates were Hillary Clinton and Tim Kaine, the Democrats, Donald Trump and Mike Pence, the Republicans, Gary Johnson and Bill Weld, the Libertarian Party, Jill Steen and Ajamu Baraka of the Green Party, for whom would you vote? That poll goes Clinton Kane 45, Trump Pence 37, Johnson Weld 8, Steen Baraka 4, and then other not would vote the other options. So they're not lying. It takes about four tries before their names even pop up. It, it's it's a bombardment of okay, Clinton Trump or yeah, Clinton Trump, which one? You know, Clinton Kane or Trump Pence. Trump, Pence, or Clinton, Kane. If you like them, are you voting for them because you actually support them or you oppose the other one? You know, why was it three, four times before you even saw Gary Johnson and Bill Weld's name? And I believe, I would believe that's a highlight example of bias polling, wouldn't you? Because there are more than just those two options, but that's the media telling you, okay, but we only care about this, this block data right here, this versus that. And that's what I'm going against. That's what a lot of people on the fence in the middle ground area that uh, identify in some areas with Democrats, some areas with the Republicans, the, the, the independent foray, they don't like questions like that. I don't like questions like that. And I'm the libertarian-leaning guy. So I believe that is an example of biased polling and and. When we talk about the 15% figure that Gary Johnson has to get to be eligible to debate, we're not just talking one poll. Right now, I believe it's in a Fox poll. CNN is reporting that he's at 12%. And unfortunately, the Commission on Presidential Debates, they can kind of cherry-pick polls. They could say, okay, well, it has to be... It has to be Monmouth, it has to be uh, uh, CNN, it has to be um, this straw poll over here. And then, and they can pick like four or five and say your your average has to be 15%, which snuffs you out if you're Gary Johnson because you could poll in a Fox News poll, on a CNN poll, maybe a dozen other news polls. You could be polling at 15%. In some cases, if you switch the demographics up, like uh, among voters, uh, th- this was a couple weeks ago. Maybe even a month ago, I gave that uh, Fox poll data among voters like 18 to 35, and it was high numbers for Gary Johnson. It was like into the 20 percentile. How can you expect him to get 15 percent in half a dozen polls when what I just went over right here, I was reading it on my phone. If, If what I went over right there, if that's how it's being presented sometimes, I mean... How do you expect? That's an uphill battle. I want to give praise to Gary Johnson, though, because they, uh, he and Bill Weld had another town hall on CNN, and he's progressively getting better. Uh, I think maybe my criticisms early on 
about this campaign feeling a little stale, feeling a little lackluster, uh, not having not having a drive behind it, it seemed like. It seemed like they were just there. Now it seems like they're actively trying to turn up the heat. Uh, they're starting to get more money donations too, and I mean money, of course, unfortunately makes this world go round. So as the donations increase, as the money increases, there's more that they can do. And I understand that. The other thing Gary Johnson's got going for him right now is is if people wanted to support him with bumper stickers, with yard signs, with whatever, uh, the Libertarian Party uh, website, lp.org, they're providing that stuff like dirt cheap. You can buy a pack of Gary, you can buy one Gary Johnson bumper sticker for like 20 cents. And you can buy like the yard signs for under $10. So they have that going for them. They have a good cheap push out and... I like the style of their stuff. It's not overly it's not overly graphic. Um, you see like Hillary's is the stupid H with the with the arrow pointing forward <laughs> because we're moving forward. We're moving forward together unless they're the Republicans that are voting against me and, and stifling moving forward. Forward together as long as you're, you know, a Democrat. Um, and as long as you're doing it in the name of Clinton, too. If you're not doing it in the name of Clinton, she doesn't really care about moving it forward. But So she has her little H with the arrow pointing forward, that dumb little thing. Trump, Pence simplified their stuff because they tried to be all fancy and graphic with it, and everybody dicked around with it and acted like school children, which was funny. It was very funny. I enjoyed the Beavis and Butthead uh, memes of it. I enjoyed the animations people did with it. They were funny as crap. You have to put some thought into your logo and stuff. So Trump Pence is just plain lettering anyway. Gary Johnson stuff is I like the libertarian approach. It's like a gray, it's like a gray background, yellow yellow lettering that sticks out bold, and they just do simplistic designs on it. You know, it's nice. It's a nice little touch. You know, my libertarian bumper sticker on my car, which I got for free from the Libertarian Party. Well, not for free, but I got it at no cost to me. They sent me a newsletter packet, and the bumper sticker was in there. It's just a gray bumper sticker. It says a libertarian in plainish font in white, and all it has is the torch with the little eagle logo that they have, and it's cool. It looks cool. It's plain. It's nice. It's classy, and that's how Johnson needs to run his campaign. He's also doing more rallies now. Which is a good, which is another like key thing to this politics thing. You just can't go pile around on the news. You have to go to the states, strike up rallies, get people there, get these people who really want to get behind you, and show them that you're actively doing it. And that was my biggest criticism. I've tried to help the the Johnson campaign. I've tried to be part of our American Initiative. It hasn't worked out so well because I think there's lots of. I, I still think there's lots of disorganization in there. It's like they don't know what they're doing almost. Um, it's hard to say one way or the other because there's still, it's the Libertarian Party. There's not as much money. There's not as much uh, big-name players into it, but this is the time where you break all that stuff down. This is the opportune time to do it. So you got to break into the polls. you got to do these rallies. And so Gary Johnson's striking up rallies, and he's even making funny, funny quips. The other day... He posted 
I don't remember if it was during a rally or if he just posted it on Twitter or whatever, but he said, I hear Donald Trump's watching the Olympics. He's seeing how high the Mexican pole vaulters can jump. <laughs> that is funny. And then uh, at the CNN town hall, you had Bill Weld was uh, quipping against Donald Trump. He's like, I just think he's, you know, I think that he's more suited for any other job than president of the United States. And the, the CNN town hall from this past week, if you can look it up, I would suggest you do that. Look it up and watch it. It was it was worth the time. It was better than the first one. They still do, they're still palling around. They're still palling around as this team effort, and they don't have separate staffs and all that. And I'm starting to kind of like the approach now. At first, it bothered me, but if you really think about it, you got like Pence and Kane doing these separate things. They have separate staffs. They do these separate rallies, and essentially. If, if you ask me, essentially, Tim Kaine and uh, Mike Pence, they're going around trying to be the justification for their insane um, lead on the tickets. You know, Ch- Pence gets asked all the time, Trump is bombastic and you're quiet and Trump is this and you're that. And, you know, it's like Pence is up there to say, yeah, uh, you know, we're ba- I guess we're a balance. I guess he wanted a balance out. I guess he wanted a a little milder uh, partner on the ticket. But he's supposed Pence is supposed to get up there and say the stuff that's not ridiculous and supposed to defend Donald Trump, right? And then Kane is supposed to just defend the stuff that Hillary Clinton does. And that's exactly what's been happening at their rallies. Uh, just uh, there was a report on the Hill that I was reading from Tim Kane about Hillary Clinton, about what she said about her emails. And what it was is Clinton said, well, you know, the FBI, James Comey gave me, uh, you know, they, they found me that I wasn't guilty of anything and all that. And we all know the FBI came out and said, yeah, people have gone to jail for similar stuff, but um, no charges. Baffling, to say the least. And here's Tim Kaine going, oh, well, she was just talking past the reporter. Like, excuse me? I don't think so. But that's what you get this election this year. You get ridiculous statements. Like, uh, here's another one from the Hill. Uh, Donald Trump at a rally uh, alluding to tampering with the election. Uh, Let me give you some quotes here. Uh, Trump has predicted at almost every rally this past week that this election could be, quote, rigged against him. He's labeled the numerous polls showing him trailing Clinton as phony and warned that voter fraud could steal this election from him. Uh, First and foremost is the inoculation, which is what Trump is doing, to put people on notice that there is a substantial evidence or minor evidence of voter fraud, and it's a close race. He will challenge the results. Trump Ali Roger Stone told The Hill, adding that Trump could do so by either filing a lawsuit or encouraging mass protests. But, I mean, this is just, this is more dangerous, more dangerous rhetoric coming into play. And, I mean, it, it's like grasping at straws almost. We Here's the thing. A lot of people are still upset. A lot of people are still upset, uh, upset that, uh, that the Electoral College still exists. And there's some... There's some good debate that you could have around the Electoral College. 
because some people say it's absolutely necessary, it's better, it promotes more competition amongst the politicians. Some people say it's very divisive. Uh, it boils elections down to uh, just a couple of key states that are swing states, and it needs to be done away with because it's not an accurate it's not an accurate representation of the actual vote. Uh, we live in a modern we live in the modern era day and age of uh, electronic you know balloting, and one for one vote makes more sense. That's that. Those are the two arguments that you have going on right now. So if Trump loses by by any any margin whatsoever, he's just going to blame somebody other than himself. He's going to blame the Electoral College. Uh, he's going to blame uh, voter fraud. He's going to blame people like me who vote for Gary Johnson because I refuse to back a man who has. Uh, almost zero alignment with uh, conservative principles and is like Donald Trump. And I refuse to, to hit for Hillary Clinton as well. When your options are insane and completely unlikable, I, I tend not to play this, you know, well, at least they're not this person, at least they're not that person. I've tried not to... Use that with Gary Johnson and, and promoting him. Uh, hell, I mean, even if you're like looking at the Green Party, which, I mean, I don't think it's wise to look at the Green Party, but hey, if you're talking about somebody that like is as Bernie Sanders as Bernie Sanders was, and he, mind you, he sold out, so why you're uh, emphatically still praising him and behind him, I don't know. But, you know, even Jill Steen is out there as an option. There are options. You don't have to play this this stupid little duopoly game. Especially not when it's being this insane. I mean, it, it could not be more clear to me how messed up politics is in this country. Uh, when two former governors in Gary Johnson and Bill Weld who were Republican at the time of their governorship in blue states uh, and elected twice and and sort of praised for almost everything they did. But, the, but, but either way, they're generally favored. Both of their governorships are generally favored. And mind you, that is actual executive experience. They were, they were the heads of their state. Their state's benefited greatly from their decisions and that would make them in my book uh, 100% qualified for the presidency yet your shady business con man who has this is my favorite thing you'll see memes on Facebook that have like everything every bad thing Hillary Clinton's ever done and then Donald Trump, it, it just lists him and says, says what's on his mind and offends people. Well, that's not true. Let's let's be honest about Donald Trump because his laundry list, his dirty laundry list is about as big, if not bigger, than Hillary Clinton's. It's just in what ways they're dirty. Okay? It's just in what ways they're dirty. But neither of them have that kind of executive I'm the head honcho experience Gary Johnson and Bill Weld do 
They led in democratic states. They were reelected. And as I said, generally favorable. But everybody's saying uh, they have no shot. They have no shot. They have no shot. They they're, they're probably they are the most qualified in my mind running to be put in the hot seat. Clearly. But maybe that's just me. I'm feeling like it's a short week. I'm feeling like I need to start cutting it off. I mean, there's the Olympics going on. Not not a big deal to me. I don't really care about the Olympics. I don't know who does anymore. Uh, what uh, Surprisingly, surprisingly though, it, it sort of affected... It sort of affected the NFL. The NFL was supposed to have their Hall of Fame game. Uh, when was it? When was it supposed to be? Hall of Fame canceled. Give me a second. This this is on the this is on the spur of the moment. Yesterday, uh, the official return of pro football will have to wait another four days. The NFL canceled Sunday night's Hall of Fame game because of quote poor field conditions. Green Bay Packers and Indianapolis Colts are headed back home. Uh, quote, I was notified at about 5.30 that there was a problem at midfield and in the end zones with some of the painting that it was kind of congealing and rubberized, which meant players might slip on it. Pro Football Hall of Fame President David Barker told NFL media's Steve Weich, quote, the folks with the field tried to remediate that by dropping some other pellets, but after taking after talking to the coaches and staff for both the Packers and the Colts, there was concern they might not be able to remediate it, but they would uh, have to do something underneath the surface. Quote, we think it can make it playable, but it might be playable now if there is any concern. Anything in the minds of the players, we want to err on the side of player safety. This is the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You heard me many, many times talk about our values, our commitment to integrity and courage, respect, and excellence. If we don't have that integrity to respect our players and respect their safety, then we shouldn't be doing this job. It was a difficult decision to make, but in some respects, it was an easy ethical decision. Ticked off a lot of fans. Uh, NFL, it's it's a different day and age. This isn't the 80s where they said, suck it up, you're a football player. This is... Uh, this is I don't want to say it's a weaker NFL. It's an NFL that is a business entity. Don't injure your players. Don't put things – go out of your way to accommodate and don't put them in, in situations where somebody is liable to get hurt and you have to take care of them. Uh, you know, it's the same thing. That movie that came out a while, Concussion, Will Smith, uh, all that stuff. It's, it's just part of what they have to do now. That being said – uh, you still see football players playing on snowy fields, rained out fields, all that. Um, some people are, are suggesting that it was because of the Olympics. I don't know. Ticked a lot of people off, but hey, football's coming back for you football fans. And for you non-football fans, I'm sorry. you got to power through till February. So there's that. And of course, Suicide Squad opened up. I didn't. I haven't seen Suicide Squad yet. I'm going to tell you a dirty little secret. I, I, I like the superhero movies, both Marvel and DC. Uh, I'm not crazy obsessive about them. I'm, I like them. They're fun. But, like, I haven't seen Ant-Man yet. I haven't seen The uh, the Last Captain America. I haven't seen Civil War yet. 
you know, it's not in comparison, for example, Star Wars. I'm nuts about Star Wars. I cannot wait for Star Wars Rogue One. That's the first spin-off series of Star Wars movie and the the previews make it look like it's going to be just excellent. And I've seen the leaked trailer. There's they're releasing a trailer Friday during the Olympics. It's actually I'm 99% sure it's the leaked trailer from Star Wars Celebration that includes Darth Vader uh in the preview, which yeah, I mean, I watched the 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 crappy leaked version of it on on YouTube when it was up before they took it down. And it was just, it was bone-chilling. It was awesome. I can't wait for that movie. I was actually looking forward to Suicide Squad. Uh, the reviews right now are very, very mixed. And it depends, it depends on who you talk to. I have friends who've seen it who say, yeah, it's good. It's not as good as it could have been, but it's, it's good. Um, a lot of criticism on Jared Leto's Joker. I don't know. I'm going to reserve judgment until I actually see that movie. But, I, you know, I haven't even seen uh, Batman vs. Superman yet. I liked Man of Steel, and I heard Batman vs. Superman was all right. And it seems to me like DC's dropping the ball again. Like, I'm not sure if anything DC will do will live up to the standard of uh, Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight series. I think that's going to be... I think those three Batman films are going to be the best Batman films of all time. And you're going to have a hard time trying to, to top any one of those. Uh, because they were all excellent. Batman Begins was excellent. Uh, had an excellent villain. Uh, the Dark Knight, of course, had uh, the qu- uh, quintessential, uh, you know, best performance of the Joker ever with Heath Ledger. And there's some people who, you know, don't, didn't even like Heath Ledger's Joker, but that's beside the point. I, it was excellent. And then uh, even even the third one, and the third one is actually kind of my favorite. I like the third one just a tad more than uh, The Dark Knight uh, because I thought they reinvented Bane in a great way. And just the amount of realism that they had in those Batman films uh, and how dark it was and, and, but, and how gritty it was, it was those super, like Batman... Batman, to me, that Nolan's Batman still outweighs anything the Avengers does. Because I love the Avengers, I love Marvel, I love all those things, but at the end of the day, to me, Marvel has weak villains. And it's still geared towards the children. It's still geared towards being a family film. And there's nothing wrong with that, that's fine. But it just, it doesn't have enough of the dark and the gritty in there. Like... Man of Steel, when it came out, had the dark and the gritty. It had a Superman whom you watched and you said, yeah, I guess it's not easy being Superman. I guess I guess I wouldn't want to be Superman. That's the kind of approach I like. I like the approach that shows these heroes, and it's not, it's not flashy. It's not something that you really want to be. It's something that you do because it's the right thing to do. I like that approach better. That being said, yeah, I'm probably going to see a lot of superhero movies coming up. I mean, that's what's dominating the box office, right? We all want a hero. We all need a hero. Okay, that's literally all I can raffle on. There, there's there's a dozen little news things I could talk about. The Like the Iranian nuclear scientist that was executed for sharing information with us. How's that Iran nuclear deal doing, huh? Probably the stupidest thing we ever did. But is what it is. And, I mean, we'll, we'll never learn. We're about to elect uh, either... Uh, an off-the-cuff 
uh, crazy speaks his mind businessman or Hillary Clinton for president. Unless the nation wises up and, you know, does something different. But I'm not holding my breath, but don't let me down, America. We, we're, we can still, I mean, we're still great, number one. And, I mean, we can do so much better. Okay, so that's it for this week. Thank you for tuning in. Keep the likes, keep the comments, and keep the shares going. Love you all, and I'll see you all next week, hopefully with some good news. Thanks for listening to FritzCast. Share with your friends. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio. Join us on Facebook and on Twitter.